Hey everyone, welcome to Heady Girl Pod, a podcast where sharing what I wish I knew earlier helps us get out of our heads, take up space, and breathe just a little bit easier. I'm your host, Jennifer, and that's what all ease. And in this episode, we're talking about waiting for disappointment. Well, that sounds big. But before that, it's the first episode of the new year. Get it? Whether it was quiet or you were out and about, I hope you got to ring in the new year however you wanted. I thought earlier in the month I wanted to do something. I didn't know what, but I was thinking I wanted to be out and about somewhere, even if it was something by myself. Actually, especially something by myself. But the closer it got to New Year's Eve, the less I had that feeling. Like, I just wanted to be cozy, and that was my only New Year's Eve wish. And it accidentally ended up being that way. Why accidental? Because I'm right in the middle of a book series that has accidentally (laughs) taken control of my life. So even though I told myself I wasn't going to open my book on New Year's Eve, I did (laughs) And I didn't even realize it was past midnight when I finished my last chapter. It was actually quite perfect. (laughs) I haven't been this into reading for a while, so it's nice to have a new escape. And by escape, I mean obsession. Same difference at the moment. (laughs) But something I realized recently connected with an observation I also had recently. Hence today's topic. The realization was one aspect of reading that is so great is that you're able to read other people's mind. Literally being in their heads and knowing why they're doing or saying the things that they're saying. Like, what would be the point if you couldn't be in the mind of the character when you're reading a book? Right? If their actions are not explained to you as a reader, you can't follow along with them even if it's not explained to the other characters in the story. If the main character does one thing, but wanted to do something else, I know it. And I know it when they don't do something that they actually want to do. And I think that's such an interesting aspect of reading because the only other time that we have such honesty and authenticity and vulnerability with someone is with ourselves. Only we know why we did something, why we didn't do the thing that we actually wanted to do. We know whether we're scared, insecure, overthinking, heady, prideful, arrogant, uninformed, traumatized, or whatever. We only know ourselves. Even though we want to know the minds of the people around us, We don't, and never will as much as we know the characters from a story. I don't know. I guess that's a good thing, not knowing each other that deeply. But unfortunately, when you just want to know what someone else is thinking, when you need to know what someone else is thinking, it sucks. Sometimes annoying, but sometimes painful. So I had this thought in my head recently. And then I observed, or rather was part of a conversation recently that reminded me of another thought that I had years ago. (laughs) 
Why do we wait for a resentment to come up instead of preventing it when we have the opportunity to do so? Let me say that again. Why do we wait for resentment to come up instead of preventing it when we have the opportunity to do so? That's confusing. I know. Like, we know something is probably going to happen. Somebody's probably going to do that thing that they do that upsets us. But we just wait for it. Waiting patiently for the resentment to rush through the door. Let me give an example. A couple years ago, I had plans to have dinner with one of my cousins. We had scheduled it some weeks in advance. And when I noticed the date was approaching, I realized there was another event around the same weekend that was coming up. And I thought, I bet you he'll want to cancel our dinner plans. I never asked him. And when he didn't bring it up closer to the date to either cancel or to confirm, the closer we got to our dinner, I said to myself, I am about 90, maybe 95, maybe 97% sure he will stand me up. What's crazy about that is not that I had that thought, but that I was waiting to be disappointed. Like what? (laughs) Of course, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know his plans or his reasons. Like I said, this isn't a book that I'm reading with characters in it that I can be in their head. But my intuition knew what was coming. I will be stood up. I'm sure of it. But it's crazy that I sat with that intuition. I let it build up to resentment instead of using the information that it provided me. I had a thought. I could have easily messaged him about that thought and said something like, hey, are we still on for later? Or, hey, I know such and such is happening around the same time. Do you want to reschedule? Anything. I could have said anything so that resentment didn't have time to take hold of me. Because I don't mind cancellations. I don't mind rescheduling. I don't mind people changing their minds And I don't mind that life happens. What I do mind is feeling like I'm not important enough to be considered. Or if I am considered in their mind, the other person not remembering, we can't read each other's minds. So even if they are considering me, they're not telling me that they're considering me. So it comes off like I'm not being considered. I don't mind things being canceled. What I do mind is how it happens. And I think any of us would. But in this example, and many more that I have like it in my past, my intuition said, yeah, 97% sure this will happen. And instead of me protecting my future self, I provided rope for the disappointment to happen. I provided the rope of my own resentment. I try not to do that as often as I used to, especially since I realize that I do it sometimes. But the conversation I had recently made me realize I'm not the only person that does it. Wishing we could confirm what someone is thinking without even bothering just to ask them. And in doing so, inviting resentment. What's funny, when the person was talking about their situation, it was the same for me in the past. 
the same in that they didn't care whether the answer was yes or no. They just wanted to have an answer either way. But they just didn't ask. <laughs> and I don't know. They don't feel blank to ask. I say blank because I'm not sure what word fits in that sentence. Do we not feel comfortable to ask? Do we not feel safe to ask? Do we not feel ready? Do we not feel confident to ask? I don't know. Why don't we just ask people questions? Especially when we don't really mind what the response will be. Of course, if the question is something about something very serious, then yeah, it's hard to ask the question when the possible answers terrifies you. I get that. We should still find ways to ask the questions, but I understand why it might take longer or why we might actually not want to do that. But in these examples, what's the big deal? We say things like, I bet you they're going to insert disappointing behavior, right? And then we wait for it instead of giving them a way out. Like if you think somebody's going to upset you because they didn't do the dishes, then remind them to do the dishes. Why are you waiting till you get home to be like, see, I told you they weren't going to do the dishes. Is it because we want to be right? Right? See, I told you they would do that. Or is it because we're addicted to the drama of it all? Is it because it makes us feel like we're letting them off the hook if we prevent them from doing the thing that they're probably going to do and it's going to make us upset? So if we tell them ahead of time not to do it or here's a way out of you doing it, maybe we feel like we're letting them off the hook. Or is it because we're a little more toxic ourselves than we'd like to admit? Why are we, at least some of us, prone to just waiting out the situation rather than, quote, protecting our peace? Because honestly, my intuition was right those years ago. He stood me up. I got dressed. I waited. Then I texted him after our meetup time, like five or 10 minutes after the time we were supposed to like meet up. I didn't get a response. So then I got undressed, took off my makeup, put my hair down and did all that. I did get a response maybe like the next day or so. But by that time, my resentment, my disappointment, my losing my peace, it already happened. At first, I thought it was toward him that I was upset or disappointed, but not really. It was my fault. <laughs> because, again, I wasn't mad that he did it. I was mad that I knew he was going to do it. I was mad that I didn't prevent the feeling that I was having in this moment. The person I was talking to recently, she was doing the same thing. Knowing that the person she was waiting a response from either was not going to give it on time or give her a response at all. And her resentment was already building when I was talking to her. I swear all of us have been humans all of our lives. Our ancestors were humans. Our experiences come from humans. And yet we act like we're made up fictional characters in a book. That if we can't read someone else's thoughts, then we have no tools no process, no role in deciding what happens next. Just like characters in a book, we are waiting for the main character 
to bring us onto the page. Oh, that's good. When we do things like not asking the questions that we have or saying the things that's on our mind until someone else offers us the opportunity to do so, we make them the main character of the story. We make them the main character of our own story. Girl, what? Mind blown. <laughs> Is this also throat chakra learning? Did I just unlock a new level of throat chakra work? I sure did. <laughs> I can't always prevent people from disappointing me with their actions or their words. I can't prevent myself from ever disappointing somebody with my actions or my words. But if my intuition has something to say, I don't have to idly wait or invite future resentment. I can speak up. I can say something. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I wish I knew earlier. Say what you gotta say. Be the main character in your own story. <laughs> and hopefully, now you know it sooner. Well, that's it for our episode today. Thanks so much for listening in. Be sure to follow, and if you haven't already, find me on Instagram at HeadyGirlPod or SpeakPipe to say hi, send in a question, or share something you wish you knew earlier. Until next time, I hope you find many moments to breathe deep and take up space. Bye.